Good day from Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas Sports Talk. I'm your host, New Orleans Mark. Today, we're going to touch on week 14 in the NFL. You can follow me on Twitter at the Nolens Cajun, T-H-E-N-A-W-L-I-N-S-C-A-J-U-N. You can also listen to us on our podcast, me and Shrimp Man Steve, Steve the Shrimp Man, on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many others. You can also listen to me on the Inside New Orleans radio show hosted by Eric Asher on 106.1 FM, WRKN New Orleans, and also on iHeartRadio and on also on ericasher.com every Friday at 6.15 Central, 3.15 Pacific. And a new show me and Steve the Shrimp Man are doing is called The Competitive Edge out of Las Vegas. We do it Wednesdays from 7 to 8 Pacific, 10, 11 Eastern Time on KSHP, 1400 AM. So you can download the K-Shop 1400 AM app and listen to us live on that, on that night. So let's get to it. Joining me, my co-host here, Steve the Shrimp Man. How you doing, Steve? All right, Mark. How's it going? Doing good. Doing good. You know, we took a we took a few weeks off with the COVID thing, and you know, football has been a been different this year. I guess that's a good way to put it. I don't know if you want to call it a mystery or whatever you want to call it. So, but it has not been this. This has been a different season than any in the past that I can remember since I've been alive. What do you think? Oh, you, yes, yes, definitely. Um, I mean, every week there's games that I like and they get canceled with the COVID. I mean, players get, you know, sent to reserve with the COVID. I mean, it's just it's just very tough. I mean, you, you, it's, it's almost impossible to bet early. And that's something that I've always done. I've always tried to beat the lines. And, you know, now it's just – it's really senseless because if you, if you do happen to beat the line, you, you know, you – you're 50-50 that the game might get canceled. I mean, just this week, I liked West Virginia, and uh, I looked today, and the, the game with Oklahoma's canceled. I mean, every seems like every week, one or two of my best bets get canceled, and it's Houston's gotten canceled several times this year, and I liked them a lot. You know, so it just makes things. It's just another uh, another. Th- thing you got to overcome and it's tough enough you know but then when your best bets get canceled it just makes it triple tough you know yeah I mean this has been a whacked out season and you know with my experience in the past with the NFL NFL usually plays true to form all season but this year I mean right when you think a team is starting to get hot they lay an egg and then right when you write a team off and then you bet against them they come up and play like a Super Bowl team it happens week in week out and it's just hard to get a beat on some of these teams, um, some of them, you know, are playing how they should, but the other 85 or 90% of them, you know, it's like a crapshoot every week. So, so let's get to it. Maybe we can um, improve a little bit this week. Start, start on a fresh note. We'll go yeah, some just time. one other thing I wanted to say on that, you know, yeah. a couple of weeks ago I had, you know, I made a pretty sizable bet on Denver plus six against the saints and really liked it. And then, uh, they got no quarterback, so they, the line ends up going to 17 and a half, and I'm sitting there stuck with plus six. I wanted to vomit. I mean, you know, that that's just one example of, of how this year has been. That, that particular game pretty much sums up how this year is going for me. Yeah, exactly right. And, 
you know, like you said, it's nice to bet. It's nice to bet early and get good numbers, but it's coming to the point now that you might have to wait to the last minute just to make sure lines don't get out of whack. They don't change. And, you know, you might have to take a bad number, but you know, it's better than take a, a bad number, half a point than take a bad number, 11 points out, out of line. So like you did. Yeah. So let's get, let's get to the, um, we'll go to college first. First game we're going to talk about is Wisconsin and Iowa. Now this is a flip game. Iowa opened three and they have bet all, they flipped it and bet all the way Wisconsin at minus one and a half now. Um, I know, you know, Wisconsin, you know, lost either last week or the week before. And Iowa's been playing solid all year. Both teams really been playing, but they are steaming this Wisconsin like they're giving money away. Um, let's give me your thoughts on that game. Uh, I mean, I, a lot of guys say follow the money, you know, and that's how you should bet. Uh, I mean, I think it's a, you know, it's probably a 60-40 kind of thing you know probably I would say 60% of the time if you follow the money it's right and 40% of the time it's not right so it's it's not like you just follow the money and, and go 100% you know this is a game I like Iowa personally I mean I I don't know why the line is, is going that way honestly I mean Wisconsin's played one great game this year and they've struggled the rest of the, these games. I mean, I was just – they started off kind of slow, and then they've been on a roll. I mean, they they playing good defense. You know, they're running the ball. they got a quarterback that's making – you know, throwing a high percentage completions. You know, he's they, – they're not doing anything to wow you, but it's just typical Kirk Ferentz football. Run the ball, play good defense, don't make mistakes, don't beat yourself. And, look – when you play that style of football, it's hard to get, it's hard to be to to get beat. I mean, you you know you just it's hard to beat a team that plays that way, and that's just. I mean, I don't know why Wisconsin should be favored in Iowa personally, but I mean, I guess there's a reason for it. So we'll see. You know. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, Wisconsin they both a solid team, and you know, Wisconsin throws the ball a little bit more than they have in the past. You know, I was doing about the same thing. You know, maybe coming off that loss, you know, maybe, you know, I lost to Northwestern, I think, a week or two ago. And, you know, I was just been rolling along. I mean, I've been playing good, but, I mean, they're betting Mills, Wisconsin, like Iowa has a high school team going to take the field. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, I was the home team. So, you know, two good teams, like you said, two good teams take the home team. So, I have to go with the way of Iowa. So, our next game we'll talk about is, uh, North Carolina at Miami. Lined open Miami three. It's up to three and a half now. You know, Miami started out a little hot, leveled off, and they've gotten a little hot again. North Carolina is the team, kind of team that it was that, to the point that you didn't know which team was going to show up every week. But, um, you know, I think they're back playing good now. Mac Brown's, you know, got them back playing good. Probably a toss-up game. What are your thoughts on this one? I don't really have much of an opinion in this game. I mean, I know North Carolina's got a bad defense. They they give up a lot of yards on the ground. But in all fairness, they've lost three games, and I, I know one of them was to Clemson and one of them was to Notre Dame. And they did have a bad loss to Florida State. So that was their three losses. Uh, 
you know, Miami's got one loss and they lost to Clemson. So they're at home. I mean, I, I don't know what, you know, the line's probably close to right three and a half, I would say. I mean, North Carolina can score. They got a good quarterback. Sam Howell's pretty good. But Miami does too. I mean, so I, I, I look for a lot of points to be scored in this game, actually. I, I think the over might be your best play in this spot. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, it's hard to pick a side in this game. I mean, you know, the Miami quarterback throws about decent. He's, you know, little inaccurate at times, makes some bad throw at times. He is athletic. You know, North Carolina, like you said, you just don't know who's going to show up. You know, nobody really has a good defense. So, yeah, I think your over is probably your best bet to go. Pull for both teams to score. Uh, last game we'll go over, um, a big rivalry from the past and the present, USC and UCLA. They're playing this one in L.A., um, USC opened two, it's up to three now. Um, yeah, I mean, USC has been beating teams. I don't know if they've been beating quality teams. I've been scoring points. And then Chip Kelly's finally got UCLA finally playing good now. They actually start to play a little bit of defense, which is, you know, really not a Chip Kelly team sort of a um, trend there because, you know, you know, you know, being at Oregon, you know, you score a ton of points, you give up a ton of points, but you win and, but they actually played a little bit of defense now, and it's a rivalry, and UCLA has beat them, you know, two out of the last four years. So give me your thoughts on this one. Well, I mean, you know, USC's got a pretty good quarterback, but I, I'm not a big fan of the, the head coach of USC. I know the, the kids like him. They enjoy playing for him, kind of like Ed Ogeron. Um, you know, he's a, he's a player's coach. But I just – I'm not a fan of him, and I am a fan of Chip Kelly. I've always thought he was a great college coach. And I got a rule when I – I feel like when a game is close in my eyes, I always like taking the best coach at home. And in this spot, it's a no-brainer who the best coach is. I mean, you know, it, it, Chip Kelly's definitely, you know, the better coach here, and I, I would – I mean, I'm not. I'm not, probably not playing the game, but if I had to pick a side, I'd probably take UCLA here. Yeah, I like UCLA also. I think finally it's taking Chip Kelly. What's he been there? Like two, three, four years. It's finally, finally starting to pay off now. He's finally got the athletes he wants. His systems in there. I think he learned a little bit, you know, coaching in the NFL, and I think that's helping him in college now. I think he's his second time around. I think he's going to do better. Just you know, like I said, you got to recruit and get athletes over there, and they've been playing good, and they've been. I will say one thing. I will say one mm-hmm. thing. Uh, Clay Helton is the coach of U.S. I couldn't think of his name. It's yeah, good. and I'm not a fan of him, but I know he was uh, supposed to get uh, Kingsbury. Kingsbury was supposed to go to USC to be the offensive coordinator before the Cardinals hired him. Now, if he was there calling the plays, my thoughts on this game would be totally different. But he's not. Oh, definitely. I mean, you know, the, the offense coordinator is the most important guy. Both, both the coordinator is the most important guys on the, um, on the field. And play calling, you know, like I said, I did play calling for 12 years, and there's a knack to it. And you can't be – you know, the, the Cardinals that are being a coordinator is you cannot be predictable. And, you know, we see it week in, week out in college and in the NFL. These, these coordinators are, are just predictable, you know, calling plays, and these defenses catch – catch on to this, these coaches catch on. And, yeah, definitely Kingsbury would be like 
you know, if he was calling plays for USC, you know, we'd be sitting. It, probably the line would be probably more five or six than two or three. But um, but in this in this um case right now, I think you know UCLA is playing good. They've been they've been they've been playing good the last four or five weeks, and I like them. I think I think they finally taking a step forward. I think it'd be a, a nice win for them to beat USC at home. So you know, take USC plus the points. All right, next we go. We'll get to the NFL. First game we're going to go over: Minnesota at Tampa. And this line is this is a frozen line. This line opened six and a half. It hasn't moved. You know, we've talked about this all week. All the money and the tickets. Everything's going on Tampa Bay right now. This line has frozen at six, um, which tells us probably Minnesota is going to be the play in this game. Six and a half. So I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Six and a half. So it, it hasn't moved a, a notch off six and a half. And like I said, the, the, the money's loaded on Tampa. Um, besides that, let's see your thoughts on this game. Oh, uh, I mean, I, I think Tampa's a, an above average team. I mean, people were putting them in the Super Bowl and saying they were the best team in the NFC after they had a few wins, you know, but I, I just don't see Tampa as a, as a top tier team. I mean, they're seven and five. Denny Green said it best years ago. He said, you are what your record says you are. Tampa's a seven and five football team. They're not nine and two or 10 and one. I mean, they're just not in that league with the, with the Kansas cities and the saints and uh, Pittsburgh. I mean, you know, they're a above average team and, you know, Minnesota's, you know, they fixed they, – they started the season off horrible, and they've been on a run. I mean, they've won three out of four, and they've been playing good ball. And I kind of – you know, I, I'm a big fan of Mike Zimmer. I mean, I, I just – I think he's a great coach. I like his discipline style of coaching. And they kind of – you know, they don't really beat themselves either, you know, and that that's big. And I just think six and a half is, is a – is a lot of points in this game for Tampa to be given this team. Yeah, I definitely agree. You know, Saints beat them. The Saints dominated them twice this year. and Saints exposed them in week one. Tampa cannot pass protect, and they can't defend the pass. And with Brady, you need to get Brady Tom. And the line's been breaking down all year, and Brady is not having a good year. I mean, his numbers are not bad. He's taking a lot of sacks, throwing a lot of bad balls, throwing a lot of balls away, taking a lot of hits. Because, you know, the line just can't protect them like they should. And that's what's, you know, that, and, you know, these defenses have caught up with that. So, you know, expect Minnesota, to, you know, depending on how their front four gets pressure, you know, if they're not, expect them five, you know, maybe five down linemen or four with, with a blitz or two and they, they get pressure up the middle on Brady and make him try to get rid of the ball. And, you know, because a lot of his, a lot of his offense is a lot of, a lot of timing routes with Brady. And, you know, you, you know, if you, if you get him just to hold the ball an extra second or try to get rid, you know, throw it away, you know, you're going to be successful. As far as Minnesota, yeah, I like, I like Mike Zimmer as a coach. You know, defense has been a little porous this year. Hopefully they improve a little bit. I mean, I'm not a Kirk Cousins fan, as you know, but, you know, I feel, I mean, if he can just go in there and just not, I don't want to say manage the game, but not make those big mistakes like he usually does, you know, th- you know, make bad passes, throw bad interceptions, stuff. 
I mean, I think Minnesota's hungry. I think they're peaking, you know, right now. I think they're playing better than Tampa. And I do definitely think that Tampa, you know, I think the six and a half is part of Tom Brady. I think if, if any other average quarterback was quarterback, it'd probably be three and a half or four. So you got you got to give Brady a couple of points in that, but I definitely think it's too much to lay. So take the um take Minnesota in this game. Next game we'll talk about is Pittsburgh at Buffalo, a grudge match coming up. Pittsburgh opened two and a half, and they've bet another flip game. They've bet Buffalo to one and a half point favorite. You know Buffalo has been a hot team. They they you know their defense. It's not as good as last year. I don't know why they've given up yards and they've given up points. But, you know, Josh Allen's playing out of his mind. The offense is playing good. They're, they're scoring points. They're moving the ball. You know, Pittsburgh, hey, you know, they win 10 in a row. Washington beat them. You know, Pittsburgh, Roethlisberger, they've taken a new approach with him. A lot of, a lot of short, intermediate passes, a lot of catch-and-run stuff, a lot of get the ball out of his hand quick, almost like three-step, three-step drop passes so how do we see this game um you know playing out here well i mean i don't i don't particularly think pittsburgh is gonna lose two in a row i mean it's possible of course i mean they they have gotten some injuries but i know connor didn't play last week against washington and they struggled running the ball and i think getting him back off the COVID reserve COVID list and uh, Pouncey, who's their all pro center. That's going to be, that's going to help them a bunch running the ball, especially, you know, them, them middle runs. I think that's going to definitely Buffalo's defense isn't as, isn't as good as it was last year. And I think Pittsburgh's going to get back to pounding the ball on the road and controlling the clock and playing steal a football. And I look for this game to be close, but, at the end of the day, I think Pittsburgh is probably the right side here. I don't, I don't see them losing two in a row. But like I said, it's possible, you know. Yeah, this is a tough game to call. I mean, I've been on Buffalo a lot this year. I like them. I've been on Pittsburgh a couple of times. But, you know, to me, it's really a, a sit-and-watch game. You know, I just want to see what happens with Pittsburgh coming off that loss. I mean, I, you know, I know how Buffalo's going to play. You know, how's Pittsburgh going to react to it? You know, who's the hungrier team? You know, it's probably going to be the game that who, whatever, whoever has the less mistakes and the less turnovers is probably going to win the game. You know, one shot, if it's a one-point game, field goal game in that area, I don't see a blowout either way. It's going to be one of these grinded-out games. So, me, it's a sit-and-watch game. Um, last game we'll go over here is Baltimore at Cleveland. Baltimore opened three, and it's down to two now. You know, I mean – you know, Cleveland, hey, they're nine and three, eight and three, nine and three. And I am I'm gonna sit here and, you know, like you said, you're as good as your record. I'm still not sold on Cleveland yet. I, I can't put my finger on it. I don't know why. I mean they're they're playing good. Mayfield actually is playing better. You know, they they're all all around they're playing they're playing better. I mean, they've always had talent on this team. They finally, you know, got a coach. Um you know, a guy from Minnesota, he, he's doing a good job with them. But I just can't pull the trigger on him. I'm just not sold on him yet. You know, maybe if they, if Baltimore, if they, you know, if they beat Baltimore this weekend, I might start maybe taking a look at him. But, you know, Cleveland's done it a couple times this year. I mean, they, they, they reel off two or three games, and then right when you jump on them, 
You know, they go right into the tank, and then now you're asking, you're starting to question yourself. And then they'll, they'll go off another two or three, four-game tangent. Then they'll go down. I mean, I mean, when, and when they go down, they go down bad. So I know they, you know, they struggled against some good teams this year. So give me your thoughts on this game. Well, you know, I, Cleveland is a kind of a surprise team. Nobody thought they'd be 9-3. and three. I mean, they do have a lot of talent. And I think their biggest asset, was hiring Bill Callahan to be the offensive line coach. I mean, he's the best in the business, and that is the single most important reason why this team is 9-3 and three, because they're running the ball like no other team. I mean, they, they are just controlling the game, pounding the ball, and Baker Mayfield isn't having to drop back and throw the ball 40, 50 times a game like he was last year throwing interceptions because he's not an accurate quarterback. But when you run the ball as effective as they're doing it right now, it creates a lot of wide open receivers and he can hit them when they open. It's the problem he has is throwing in the coverage. So it's kind of complimentary offense they playing. I mean, the run is setting up the pass and that's why they, they've been so successful. But I do think they're going to have problems with Baltimore because Baltimore kind of plays the same style. They want to control the ball, run the ball. So it's kind of fighting fire with fire. And I look for a close game. Baltimore did beat them pretty handily the first time they played. I look for this game to be much closer. And I'm actually not going to give a pick in the game because I think it's a coin flip. I mean, you know, I I really – I don't like either side, to be honest with you. But I do, like I said, any success that Cleveland has in the playoffs, I mean, I, they, I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl, but they might win a playoff game or two. Who knows? They need a – They need a, like I said, their most important piece to the puzzle was hiring Bill Callahan. Just like I said with Philly when they won the Super Bowl, Frank Reich was the reason they won because Doug Peterson – as definitely is not a Super Bowl caliber coach. Frank Wright was calling in place. Yeah, exactly. You know, I look at this game as, you know, really don't like a don't like a side too much. I think the key to the game is two things. You know, obviously controlling Lamar Jackson with his running. And even if he does have a good, even if he does rush eighty, you know, for eighty and ninety yards, he does get his yards. The key to him is you got to keep him in the pocket, and you, you have to make him throw the ball, period, because he, he has horrible mechanics. We watched him on, was it Wednesday night they played? I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday night. Ter- terrible mechanics. I mean, he can't make the easy, short throws. You know, he, you know, he drops his elbow. He almost throws like a submarine. He flicks the ball. Ball sails on him. And then, then really, when he has to really make a throw, he throws it into the dirt. He is just not a good passer. Period. If Cleveland could get him and keep him under wraps somewhat to make him throw the ball to try to beat them, Cleveland will win this game. If, you know, if if he's able to throw the ball a little bit, you know, successful Cleveland will get to him, then Baltimore's probably going to win. So I really don't like a sign in this game, but, you know, I think that's, two of the, that's the keys to the game right there. That's what it's going to come down to. So well, let's get to our best bets now. Um, what do you like? Um, and what do you like in college this week? Oh, back to putting me on the record, huh? 
Well, got to put you on the record. Come on. Well, like I said, uh, we're taking a few weeks off. Time to get back. I really like West Virginia, but that game got canceled with the COVID. That was that was probably my best bet of the week. I really liked them because, you know, I, I know Oklahoma's was was going to have to be looking ahead to playing uh, Iowa State next week for the Big 12 championship game. And then West Virginia just got blown out by Iowa State, so I figured that was going to be a real good spot for them. Mm-hmm. But a uh, couple other spots I like. I kind of like Utah. That line looks very, very fishy to me. You got a 4-0 Colorado team at home. And they're only a two-point favorite over a one-and-two Utah team. I smell something fishy there. I think Utah is the play in that game. I agree with you there. Uh, I do like LSU this week getting 23 from Florida. I like the quarterback change. I think uh, bringing in Brad Johnson's son is going to be a a big lift to LSU. I think – they're going to rally and, and, and keep this game close, especially with Florida knowing they got to play Bama next week in the SEC championship game. That's a look ahead for Florida. Uh, I wouldn't surprise me if LSU was to jump up and maybe upset this team. I don't, I'm not calling for the outright win, but I think it's going to be closer than the experts think, as Mr. Corso likes to say. Yep. Um, a couple other games that I do like was uh, I like Stanford. I think uh, uh, that's a good play. I like also like Nevada against San Jose State. I think that's two evenly matched teams, and San Jose State was two and a half, and they plan on a neutral field. I don't know why San Jose State's favored over that team. Nevada's got a pretty solid team. They got a good quarterback. They play good defense. It's a it's a big game. I mean, I, I think Nevada's strength of schedule was a little better than San Jose State. I like I do like them. Uh, and there was one other game. Oh, I like UAB minus seven over Rice. Rice just came off of a twenty to nothing upset victory over Marshall. And Rice is not a good football team. And you know, the old saying Jimmy Vaccaro always said bad teams can't fire two weeks in a row. So I'm betting on a letdown game this week. UAB is a much much more solid team than Rice. I think that's a good spot for UAB. So that pretty much sums up my college plays for the week. Yeah, I mean, yeah, good picks. Good picks all the way around on that one. I like the only thing I'll against you is I like San Jose on the other side of Nevada, but that's a toss-up game anyway, so who knows with that. Um, I like a three-team parlay this week. I mean, I'm, I'm making this one tomorrow, and I like it. I like Arizona getting 11.5 at home against Arizona State. You know, sort of a rivalry. Arizona State's probably a little bit better team, but Arizona's not played too bad this year. And, you know, head-to-head matchups, they've beaten them the last two out of three times they've played in Arizona. So I'm, I like the 11 and a half. I don't know if Arizona's good enough to be laying them 11 and a half on the road. I like Missouri plus 13 at home against Georgia. You know, we said this and we talked about Georgia, Auburn, the begin, beginning of the season. You know, Auburn's an average team. Georgia is maybe average to above average, a little bit above average. Not the Georgia we know from the past. Quarterback struggling, the offense struggles a little bit. And their defense is giving up some stuff. And Missouri can score points. You know, they might have not too great of a defense, but they're at home getting 13. You know, I think Missouri knows they're going to have to score to beat this team. I think they're going to pull out all the stops. So I think they keep this game close. And the 
one the other one I like is more of a hunch, but I still like it. Is I like Northwestern minus fourteen against Illinois. Now, Northwestern is really not known as a big blowout team. You know, Passer does a great job of coaching there, and Illinois has just been. I think they've been they've been playing good. I think they've been overachieving this year. You know, they've won. They beat what did they beat? I think they beat Penn State. You know, they played some close games with teams they probably should have been playing. I think they overachieved a little bit. You know, I think Northwestern just lost last week to Michigan State. I think they're a little upset about that. I think Illinois, I think finally Illinois is going to run to a buzzsaw this week with Northwestern. It's 14 for a reason. I like it. So, later 14 with Northwestern against Illinois. So, that's my three-team, Missouri, Northwestern, Arizona. On in the NFL, Steve. Give me some of your NFL locks of the week. Uh, I kind of like uh, three games. Uh, the, my, my game I like the most, I, I like Philly this week. Uh, getting seven from the Saints. I, I like the quarterback change. I, I think Carson Wentz is horrible. Uh, Philly's defense has been solid all year. But the offense has been letting them down. I mean, they you can't expect any defense to just keep coming back out on the field. You you know, the offense can't sustain drives. They go three and out. And the defense come come the third middle of the third quarter, they just spent, you know, and I think the defense is gonna lock down on Taysom Hill. You know, I think Jim Schwartz is a great defensive coordinator. He's gonna come up with a scheme to to stop Taysom Hill, he's going to force him to throw the ball. Wouldn't surprise me if he throws a few interceptions in the game. I think Jalen Hurts, they really don't know what to expect with him. I always like a, a quarterback that can come in that's dual threat because that they don't have a lot of film on. I think it's going to be tough to scheme, and he could catch the Saints by surprise and I look for Philly to score some points in this game, and I think seven's too many, especially in Philly. I don't, I don't see uh, the Saints blowing Philly out in Philly this week. Uh, my second pick is uh, I like Kansas City. You know, Miami's a a team. I like what's going on there. I like the coach. He's he's building a winning culture. They're beating the teams they're supposed to beat for the most part. They're eight and four, but look, two of those eight wins were against the Jets. That's almost like freebies on a bingo card. So in my eyes, I see them as a six and fourteen. You know, and Kansas City, you know, they had that one loss, but they, you know, to to the Vegas. But believe me, Kansas City's the best team in the NFL, and they haven't covered in four weeks. They've been winning every game and not covering. I think it's time. They, they see this Miami team as kind of a threat. I look for them to go there and blow them out. Uh, and the other game that I like is uh, uh, oh, the, uh, Minnesota. I like Minnesota. I think that's a, you know, plus six and a half against Tampa. I think that's a too many points. I think that line should be three and a half personally. I think you're getting a free field goal. I don't know why. I think Tampa's overrated and Minnesota – seems to play up to their competition and down to their competition. They struggle with Jacksonville. Wouldn't surprise me if they beat Tampa outright this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I like those picks too. I mean, I don't know, with the Philly game, that's, that's a look that's a sit and look game for me, you know. 
you know, look, Peyton's been, you know, but they've been babying Taysom Hill. They haven't been asking him to do too much. Saints defense has been playing great, you know, so we'll see what that. Jalen Hurts came in the other day and did, did decent, did very good, you know, through a touchdown pass. You know, if he plays with, if you don't try to do too much, it's probably going to help Philly. You know, it can't, they can't do any worse. But, you know, if you don't try to do too much, now I don't know. I'm not calling a play as Peterson is. But, you know, if, if, if you're going to ask this kid to try to throw the ball down the field and force it, it, it's going to be, it's going to be, you know, it's a disaster for them. You know, they let him play within, you know, a little bit of his talent he's got. You know, he's only had one start in the NFL or one game under his belt. So, I mean, if they keep him, you know, if they ease him along, you know, Philly definitely should, you know, they're definitely going to score some points in this game. So we'll have to see with that. Um, two games I like is I like Detroit plus seven and a half at home against Green Bay and Jacksonville at home plus seven and a half against Tennessee. Um, Jacksonville has Mike Glennon, who's, you know, not a bad backup. He's, he's consistent, not too bad. You know, see Mikey move the, move the team a little bit. I mean, Jacksonville's been playing some good defense this year. And with Detroit, you know, you got Matthew Stafford. You know, Detroit's just been, you know, somewhat of a disaster this year. But both these teams, the last five, six weeks, have been in every game they've played in and have not lost a game by more than three points. So they have been competitive. They, you know, they both started out, you know, I think week one, they both look like, super, you know, Super Bowl teams, and they, they went two, three, four-game skid, five-game skid. They both back playing competitive now. And I think they will both keep this game close because they've, they've, they've played, like the last I said, the last five, six weeks. Both teams have played all close games with all their competition. You know, with, with you know, they're getting losses of two, one, two, three, maybe four points at the most. And you get the touchdown and a half with both these teams, I think, at home. So that's just the two games I like, Detroit and Jacksonville. Well, that's going to probably wrap it up for this week. You know, Let's see if we can, you know, start a new thing rolling this week. We took, like I said, we took a few weeks off for various reasons. We start back fresh again. So what we're going to do, hang in there for a minute, Steve. We're going to let Roy and Dale take us out of here. (laughs) 